Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville area, which represents one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities and economies in the United States and is nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hey, I'm your host, James Bell, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Brooke Birhaus Sutton, who is co-founder and owner of Third Space Coffee, a beloved coffee haven nestled inside Best Friends Pet Resource Center in Bentonville. Brooke's journey isn't just about crafting exceptional coffee. It's also a narrative of defying conventional paths and embracing the power of collaboration. And Third Space Coffee isn't merely a place to grab a cup of joe. It's a community hub where connections are forged, ideas are exchanged, and dreams are nurtured. Brooke, welcome to the Bentonville Beacon. Thank you. What an incredible introduction. I loved that. You're a, mag- a magician at words. Oh, I do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with the easy question, Brooke. What uh, would you like the Bentonville Beacon audience to know about you? Oh man, I first and foremost, I'm always wanting people to know that what I what I work on and what I do is truly from this like this being where I want people to feel like welcome and always just like like accessible. I want um I want the po- people listening to know that like I am an accessible person if you want to come and talk, if you ever just want to like grab coffee or connect. Um but I'm sure that's not necessarily what we need to start talking about. Um, first, I'm I'm a documentary filmmaker um, by trade and turned into a food anthropologist, coffee culturist, and really focused on um, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial efforts and then opening up and co-owner, co-founder of Third Space Coffee, which has taken you know, a lot of my time over the nine months. So I, I wear many hats. But um, I am really excited about the work that I get to do in the community. That's cool. You have a really neat combination of experiences and backgrounds. It's and wild. Things that you do. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, will you talk about this journey from documentary filmmaker to founding a coffee shop? What's the story there? Absolutely. So I always kind of joke that I didn't expect to have a coffee shop. I always kind of like circumnavigated coffee. In my, in my work as a documentary filmmaker, but I had so much inspiration from incredible coffee farmers, from um, women-run and w- women-led businesses around the world. And every single time I, I have shared this news with those people who have influenced me a lot around the globe, I tell them and let them know that I am now a proud owner of a coffee shop. And ev- it's, everyone always says, of course you are. Like, we knew that. What? We knew that would happen. So um, I kind of love that it was it was always kind of meant to be. But um, my first documentary, The Connected Cup, is a look at coffee and tea around the world as a global language. And it's really this idea that regardless of where you come from, your lived experiences, what language you speak, especially what language you speak, we can truly understand each other if we just share a cup of coffee or tea. 
And um, it was four and a half years of just a passion project of mine that I would do as I was working with nonprofits and NGOs, mostly focused on clean water and female education around the world. But I I was doing documentaries on wildlife conservation and and multiple different things. And um, when I would work for those like nonprofits, I would then stay an extra like anywhere from two weeks to two months, sometimes six months at a time, working with either farmers or coffee shop owners, tea farmers, and then having like this whole amazing array of interviews that eventually became a culmination of eight different countries, eight different languages. Um, the Connected Cup is a story of of humanity and that shared common experience. So it was like coffee culture was always a big focus for me. And then um, the, the interesting thing is that when I moved to Northwest Arkansas, I didn't necessarily see myself like we're such a coffee hub. I love it. Mm-hmm. And like incredible, just coffee roasters, coffee houses to go to. And I loved the culture here. And it was a big part of why I wanted to stay. I was like, wow, okay. Shared visions and missions for what coffee can do. And um, and I'm sure we'll get to it. I'm going to tease it a little bit. We'll get to it later in the podcast. But um, the relationship with opening up a coffee shop connected to the animal welfare and life-saving work mm-hmm. that Best Friends does. And in this incredible location that is just, oh, I'm so excited. We'll talk about it soon. Um, but that all came about through my work as a storyteller it, with downtown Bentonville. And, and so the city itself was a big reason as to how this coffee shop itself in this third place that I'm fascinated with, the idea of third places, um, all came to be. But it was like through my understanding of coffee culture, of what it takes to really have a specialty coffee shop and provide specialty coffee, um, as well as our coffee roasters, the Quapaw Nation. They, Ogapa Roasters, came from another documentary that I was working on with Quapaw Nation. So it's like the storytelling aspect is really what led me to open up a coffee shop. But um, it's, it's, it's very layered because of all the people who are so involved in it. What a neat story. I don't know if that's too much, too many layers, but I'm sure we'll just dissect everything. Absolutely. (laughs) No, that's really cool. I mean, I I love hearing people's founding stories and what led them because never do I guess the story right. Sure. There's always some complex story uh, behind it. And this is a really, uh, really cool story. So you founded Third Space Coffee. Yes, with um, my husband and our business partner. So Don and Jose Miguel and myself are all... um, the three of us co-founders of Third Space. Perfect. And you brought me this beautiful I cup did. of coffee today. I, I brought you wonderful. our um, thank you. You're welcome. I brought you our Makosha roast. It means dark medicine water in Quapaw. Nice. If you haven't already, if you can already tell, I kind of love languages, but that is also a Makosha. The dark medicine water makes me think, oh great, we're giving people medicine. You know? Excellent. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm hearing lots of intent, lots of intention behind the things yes. that you do. This is yeah. really cool. Well, you know, uh, you mentioned Northwest Arkansas and Bentonville and coffee shops. We do have this density of, unlike anywhere I've ever been, of of independent and craft coffee shops um, in Northwest Arkansas, but especially in Greater Bentonville. Yes. And they're all unique and special in their own way. Will you talk about the uniqueness and and how special Third Space Coffee is? Definitely. I could talk about that all day. So thanks for asking. 
I I think one big thing about third space is that we even in the name like we we teased how we're a third place. Now third places are are needed in society. They're not home or the office. They're this this place where it needs to be accessible and public to everyone, which coffee houses are. And there's like a a nice financial accessibility where some restaurants are a little more expensive and it cuts off as like a third place. Coffee houses are just that like nice, inviting. You know what you're gonna get pretty much everywhere you go. Um, the banter is great. And we we like the idea of being a space, not necessarily a place because um, now this is where my my master's thesis is in third places and Excellent. the cultivation of coffee shop atmosphere. So we, we were very intentional with choosing space as, as our part of our name because spaces can become places, um, but that indicates that there's room to grow. And with us being, this is our first location. Incredible, but it is our first location. And we just wanted, we weren't sure what that was going to look like. And we wanted people to be able to come in and it's an experience-led coffee shop. We have dogs available for adoption. We have cats available for adoption and fostering. We also have a little cat cafe style right next to when you order at our window, you can look over and there's this huge six feet like plexiglass where you can look in and see anywhere from two to, I think at one time we had like 18 cats in there. It was nuts. And there's even ways that you can, it's up at a bar area. You can look in and like, interact with the cats. We the have some, fishing poles. Yes, yeah. you, yes yeah. you saw those, the yep. fishing poles. D- did your son get to play with them? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. He loves <laughs> totally. doing that. So it's, it's really cool. Um, we always say that like, we're not just connecting people through like, or we're not just connecting humans to humans. We're connecting them to humans to nature, humans to wildlife. I mean, that's wildlife pets really is the right term for that. But it's really just having this space where, you know, maybe you're, it's not a day where you get a lot of work done. We're probably great for that because, you know, there's a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of things to see and do. But maybe it is a day where you put headphones in and you just want to work somewhere that's a, a good energy and around p- good people. And, and that's what we want to provide. And I think the animals definitely set us apart from a lot of the other like atmospheres of the different coffee shops mm-hmm. in Bentonville. But I think something else that really sets us apart is our team. Like when you come in, you just, you'll immediately be able, like you'll immediately feel at home because our our baristas are just incredible at making sure everyone feels comfortable. Like the first time that they walk into the Pet Resource Center is likely the first time that they've been in anywhere like this because mm-hmm. it's the first of its kind right here in Bentonville, which is nuts. And we do a lot of education, just letting people know what it is and letting them know that like, you don't have to adopt, you don't have to foster, but these animals get a chance to get introduced to like a bunch of different auras and people and energies. And they're more likely to get adopted. It's yeah. it, it's incredible. So somehow we've gotten in and out, out of there, in and out of there repeatedly without adopting an animal. Um, <laughs> Only a matter of time. <laughs> my wife uh, says she's the first listener to every episode of this show, gets up early on Mondays to make sure that happens, I guess. But I, um, I, I absolutely believe her uh, because she tells me about them later. And um, I don't think she's ready for us to get another pet yet. Okay. Uh, but we've got a three and a half year old boy. And by the way, tomorrow, our new baby girl will be six weeks old. Oh my God. 
gosh, congratulations, six weeks. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. We might still be on delay for a pet. You need this coffee today. But yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we might still be on delay for this pet for a little bit. But I anticipate someday we're going to walk into best friends and walk out with a best friend. Yeah. yeah. We do always say that the um it's kind of like a grandparent effect when you come yeah. in because like the cats you can let get get the energy out with the kids like oh they can play with the cats and then that'll kind of satisfy them for a while mm-hmm. until you you do want to adopt but that's yeah, great. Exactly. Well we we've talked about some of this but do you want to expand on uh the name of third space coffee and in particular the mission and the values of your cafe? Sure. So we did talk a little bit about the third place and mm-hmm. and, and being a space um, and how we want people to feel like they're a part of something that's, I mean, this is our, like I mentioned, our, our first coffee shop, our brick and mortar shop. And so it's little things like our punch cards where people come in and then, and then they sign it and they're up on our wall when they fill out their entire like punches and get that free drink. And that's a, a material way that the community has become involved in this new and shaping this new shop and idea and mission. But it's really cool because we've we've seen how we've like listened to the community that we're serving. And it's like, okay, so we want to offer, we're a fully um, vegan coffee shop, which is also unique. I don't know how I glazed over that, but we, we have um, oat, almond, and coconut as our main milk choices. But also that means that all of our freshly baked Baked goods in house are all plant based. Um, a lot of majority of them are gluten free. I'm celiac, and so when I was traveling, I I just I accumulated a lot of incredible recipes that are naturally gluten free, or at least have some alternatives to them. But baking gluten free and plant based is incredibly hard. There, like that, is incredibly hard. But we knew we had to offer some like really delicious sweets and things. And um, immediately we're like, okay, let's serve this community because there is a kind of a, there's a missing gap with mm-hmm. that fully plant-based. And while we do have some gluten-free specific, more than I would say most areas um, in Arkansas and surrounding states probably do, Bentonville has a lot of gl- great gluten-free bakeries and restaurants, but that plant-based side of it was kind of lacking. And so We've noticed just a lot of people coming in that have um, intolerances or true dietary restrictions. A lot of people with alpha-gal, celiac, um, egg and egg situations mm-hmm. where they're allergic. And so I love providing a space that's also really safe for people. Um, being someone who always has a hard time choosing, I like almost never have a true option at mm-hmm. cafes. I watched this little girl come in one day and she was, her dad was like, what do you want to get from the bakery display? And she whispered to him like, dad, I'm allergic to eggs. I can't have anything. He's like, no, no, no. It's all plant. Like there's no eggs in any of this. And he looks at me and he's like, right? Like, yeah, there's, we don't use any eggs. That face lit up. I think they left with like two strawberry cupcakes, muffin top. They had croissants, you know? Um, and I just love being able to, to offer that. Um, and I know that probably goes back to the question of like, what makes us different? So yeah. sorry to be answering that as a little bit late. Totally okay. But but the name itself, like we just, we really wanted to provide something that was different. And maybe kind of played on that third wave coffee, you know, idea. Um, and we also, the three of us, 
we were like, okay, three, three, that's kind of nice. And even in our logo, um, I'm going to like hold it just if you don't mind me holding sure, your cup go for it. to use as an example for, for video Camera viewers. Right over there. Perfect. So we have like our, our logo itself was also really intentional. It's in the shape of a diamond because we're the natural state, mm-hmm. right? We also have the sun that was really important to us to be this like shining bright light on someone's day. And people who come in, they could be having an awful day, but when if you get just three to five minutes to make it better, you're doing something right. And so then we have our our little eye there because we just love like, we use this phrase of you only know as much as you know, right? And that sounds kind of silly or Yoda-esque, but it's, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And and so when we do learn something from other people and, and humans are all our teachers, like, oh, okay, our eyes are like, oh, wow, we actually know and see what we know now. And so um, then the coffee bean, of course, is the eye because of the coffee. So all those little things. And then even from like our branding, we're yellow and, and, and using a lot of the Oz colors and just wanting to be a part of the, the community. But we also knew that we wanted to carve out something that could be in, in, interpreted um, yeah. in many different ways. And so it's it's just, a, it's really a labor of love, but it's also intentional from like where we source things and um, how we bake and our recipes and our coffee being roasted in Quapaw and operating on ancestral land of the Quapaw, Caddo and Osage. Sure. Like all those things really play into it. And um, it's really special. That is really neat. I had not thought about the color and everything, but uh, you know, you refers to Oz. Yes. Of course, Oz we we use for the the Ozark Mountains. But if if you've never been here and seen an Ozark sunset, oh, you're missing out. You're, you're missing out. The, the <laughs> colors are just different than you will see in other places, and it's yeah. pretty incredible. Um, we talked about best friends a little bit, but um, if you want to expand on it, yeah, feel free. How does being inside Best Friends, how does that fit even further with your vision for the cafe and its impact on the community? Oh, man. Seeing how people immediately get this therapeutic release from animals is just so... I feel so privileged to watch it every single day. There's always something new that's going on. And it really is such a community space when it comes to like even our food pantry. I see people coming in for if they're having a hard time like in in transition of life or something and they want to keep their pet, but they just don't have the financial means to get food for cats or dogs. They just come into Best Friends and they leave with enough food for the next like few weeks, I think even a month or two. Mm -hmm. And so seeing that... And seeing how how happy people are to like not have to give up their animal and 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 then also see all these like incredible dogs and cats that are getting a second chance at life. Like it's we're we're really, really fortunate to operate inside of there. And best friends, we really aligned with their their values. Um, being so even our cups like fully compostable and just the sustainability side we know is important for animals as mm-hmm. well. And um so from that and then also being fully plant-based, like a, a vegan coffee shop that also really aligned with best friends and sort of their mission too. And it's just um, something different, but we, we've we really been given a chance to grow and with them. And they've given us a lot of support and just this opportunity itself. It's really cool how they, they got a ton of proposals. Mm-hmm. And I remember the the founders of Best Friends as like the full nonprofit. It's I think about twelve of them from the eighties or so. Sure. And uh, 
when we met them for grand opening, they were like, it, we wanted a small business. We wanted, um, you know, young professionals, which all of us are in our thirties. And they're like, it's, it's so cool to see this new wave of like, just new fresh spirit, I guess, or energy. And, um, it was cool that from the beginning, they were also really intentional about who they chose and they could have gone with, you know, a big chain or more recognizable name. And they were like, no, let's take a chance on, on third space. I like that they, they have something different. Um, and so it, our partnership is really important to us. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, speaking of part- partnerships and thinking about the community, uh, you're right next door to this development of 8th Street Gateway Park. Yes. Um, how do you see that affecting your business and uh, how do you envision potential collaborations and opportunities as a result? Definitely. We are so excited for the 8th Street Gateway Park. The renderings look incredible. I have been, we, we were fortunate enough to at least, you know, be able to see that before even putting our proposal in. And, and that way we knew location wise, because you talk to anybody and it's location, location, location mm-hmm. when you're opening up a, a business. And I do think it, right now it is kind of hard to get people over to, we're off of 8th Street, um, turning into Melissa. And you'll see sometimes like cars parked on 8th Street already, right? Like they're, that they can walk through to, um, to a trail that is right in front of our, our building in our cafe where you can park in our parking lot. But getting people out there right now has been tough. I think just like one, the, once the park opens, it will help so much to get people to be like, oh yeah, that's where that is. <laughs> I've been meaning to go and visit them. You can just say 8th Street Gateway Park and people will know. And so that will be huge for us. But also it aligns with our mission of like connecting people, humans to nature, humans to wildlife, humans to pets, and just doing all of that through coffee. And, um, you know, we we also look at, at Airship at Kohler and we see how amazing that is. And I remember when they opened and kind of it not being very busy for a while. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, this is so rad. You can go have coffee in nature. And I think Mark and the Airship team like is gives us hope that that could be something that that Third Space is able to provide when it comes to having a coffee, like we have our bike up, walk up window on our exterior patio. And um, if people don't want to come inside to order. And so I think that will be utilized a lot. And I'm hoping people will will grab that and, and go use either like the skate park, which that drop-in skate park looks mm-hmm. incredible. There's a full, um, I think it was like a cylinder track and everything as well. And um, there will, will likely be like food trucks sometimes during the weekends and markets. And I think there's an, I, I truly believe, and so do, does Don and Jose Miguel, that here, there's enough for everyone. Like we're not, That's right. you know, we're, there's enough to share. And we just want, if one of us does well in the community, then others will do well too. And so um, I think for us, the, the park is just another bright step. I do figure there probably will be some growing pains as the park gets really settled, people knowing where to park, all of that. We see that now with 8th Street Market. Like I know development is hard. Um, There is a growing pain through that and transition, but I'm hoping people will still come and see us through all of that and we'll keep them updated. Absolutely. Well, that's really neat. Um, Let's let's stay on this this streak with partnerships. Uh, What other community partnerships have helped you as you've been building a growing third space coffee? Definitely. Well, I mean, I would be remiss to not mention the Chamber of Commerce, of course. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you've been you've been huge in allowing us to really get connected with other businesses as well. 
um, and be a part of the community and to either like give some of our time, but also to be given a lot of insight and connections as well. Um, a huge partnership that I think I I've probably mentioned like a couple times, but not fully expanded on is our roasters at Aquapaw Nation. So Ogapa Coffee is one of only a handful of indigenous coffee roasters who roast on tribal ground. And Quapaw is just um, about 65 minutes or so from here in the northeast corner of um, Oklahoma. And so like kind of close to like that Joplin, like tri-state border. Mm-hmm. And um, they have been absolutely fantastic. And I'm, I'm happy to talk more about our initial connection with them um, if you'd like to. But yeah, go for um, it. Yeah. So we, if you, you're cool with me going yeah, ahead. Okay, absolutely. cool. I don't Go want to diverge no, too much. But um, in, in 2020, I started working on a short documentary called Regeneration of Land and Culture. And it was a look at the reintroduction of the buffalo back to native land. Oh, wow. And it, it was, it's incredible work that Quapaw does. They are, um, the Quapaw Cattle Company raises buffalo. And, and I use the term buffalo. It's also American bison. Mm-hmm. Um, but Quapaw calls them buffalo. They have a buffalo clan. So just out of respect, I also call them Buffalo as well. Um, and our tie there was initially, I just was curious to learn more about Quapaw Nation. Um, my father and my ancestral lineage is out of Quapaw and he passed when I was really young. Same with a lot of his side. So I didn't really know much about that until I moved to Northwest Arkansas. And I was like, wait, I'm only 60 minutes from where we have some sort of you know paternal ties this is crazy. And then I, I saw more about the cattle and the the buffalo and then their meat processing center. It's the only USDA meat processing center in the US. I think they're really? open on tribal ground. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And they are helping other nations figure out like how to do that as well. So you literally are, you know, miles away from where it's raised and then processed. And that and then also markets where it's it's sold. And so it was just really interesting. And as I'm getting this full view of all of the different ways that they have food systems going on in, in Quapaw and their sustainability aspects, they have this huge coffee roaster where they roast all of the coffee for Downstream Casino. And at the time it was just for Downstream. And they were like, well, we sell some of it in our C stores and online. And I didn't think much of it at the time. It was 2020. Um, and I wasn't, this hadn't, this opportunity hadn't, to have a coffee shop or at least put a, sure. our hat in the ring hadn't even come about yet. Um, but Jose Miguel, our business partner, worked for Quapaw Nation and still continues to a little bit, but he's back in Puerto Rico now. And um, we we just like kept thinking if we're going to have coffee that's different, but also honors that aspect that we're so tied to um, and are like first caregivers of this land. It has to be Quapaw. And so yeah. we just, um, we're, they have fantastic roasters. We, we work with like a medium roast there and, and, and all of the, um, most of our, our coffee is medium roast. But just even from, from getting some of the beans, they, they try to source as indigenous as possible. And I, I just love those tie-ins. And so once the, um, the documentary had come out at Hot Springs Documentary Film Festival in 2021, um, that was officially when we had, like it was, I think it was the day before the premiere of the short documentary. And we had um, Chairman Bird was there, or the former chair of, of Quapaw Nation, which they don't use um, a chief system anymore. It's all chairs, like business committee. So, um, but the leader of Quapaw Nation at the time got to come to the, the um, 
the premiere and everything for the film. And we got to sit down and then later share that, okay, we, we have a, a coffee shop that's going to be a real thing in two years. Are you cool with us? Like, can we partner? Could we do, could we honor Kwapa and, and, and share something with the community and with Ogapa? And um, that was the start of it. It was, it was just like incredible how storytelling brought this other very like commodity focused aspect, but it's always about connection. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that neat? Um, the, I forgot what I was going to say, but that, that, that I is- I can get long-winded that, sometimes no, that too. Is, so. That is such a cool story. I know what I was going to say. Was the, again, we're right back to being really intentional about what you're doing, which is, uh, yeah. which is really cool. Thanks. Um, so when did you come to Northwest Arkansas? I moved here. Um, well, I my things were here in 2019. Okay. And um, I had no real, like end of 2019, I think it was August. Um, actually, I know it was August because I actually met my husband the same day that I moved here. Oh, wow. Um, yes. Okay. Nice and job. Yes. I know. Not going to say that if you move to Northwest Arkansas, to Bentonville in particular, that you're going to find your husband on the first day. <laughs> but the track record is pretty good. Um, for me anyway, but we, um, my mom was, had moved here and I knew nothing about Northwest Arkansas. I ran track at university of Iowa and we had a meet at the U of A and I was like, this is a cool campus. So literally other than that, I did not know much about Arkansas, but I'd heard things. I I think people always acting like it, it is, it's some like secret or weird little hick town or something. I'm like, no, it, I I had heard things before. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know, like I knew that this was like kind of a cool space. Um, but other than that, I was just helping my mom move in. And, um, I, I'd been remote for a very long time, especially being freelance. And then, as I mentioned before, with those years of a lot of my work is just overseas international filmmaking. And I had, um, a documentary I was, I was filming. Let's see. Um, September of 2019 in the West Bank, um, in Tel Aviv and in Jerusalem. And so I was going to stay there for about three months. Mm -hmm. And uh, something about this place, I was like, I think I want to come back and do post-production here. I don't, I don't want to go anywhere else. And I also helps that Don, I was like, hmm, I might want to keep talking to this guy. Right. And so, yeah, you know, and so I came back, um, and by the end of 2019, I was like, gosh, okay, this could be, this could be it for me. I love the natural just aspects of it and how close you are to nature. And the art scene was just getting so big. I think the momentary um, opened in that like February, March of that 2020, the next, you know, just a few months later and Crystal Bridges obviously already being here. And I just loved the entrepreneurial spirit of this place as well. And then COVID happened. As is mm-hmm. a very similar story, I feel like for a lot of people, but all the work that I had originally planned for films in Nairobi and um, outside of, of Rio, I was like, gosh, I can't do any filming here. Um, what stories are here that I could maybe work on and, and do? And so um, downtown Bentonville was putting together, I reached out to Dana uh-huh. at downtown Bentonville Incorporated, who's fantastic. Um, and she was putting together a storytelling platform to do called Downtown Now, mm-hmm. where we, we would do stories of the community. And so um, summer of 2020 on through, I feel like I got an incredible opportunity to just get connected with so many different businesses and 
and people that are really making change here in Bentonville, Bentonville specific. And um, yeah, I mean, you asked me when I moved here, but I just went into like how much I love this place and why, but um, I have not looked back. That's great. Well, it's helping you live your best life. It really is. Yes. Um, tell me a story then. Tell me, we're going to call this a hashtag because Bentonville story. That's something that happened where you look back at it and you think, I think that could only happen here or it describes the essence of the community. Absolutely. That's the perfect question, actually, that tie, that lead in. It's like we're on the same page because working with downtown now in downtown Bentonville, I, I asked Dana, I was like, do you know anyone who, who does um, animal like dog adoptions or anything that we could showcase on the story on, oh, wow. as a story? Osage Park had just opened. I wanted to get mm-hmm. um, something from Three Dog Bakery because um, I wanted to, to make sure Bobby and everyone in downtown, we got like a, a dog treat and we took an adoptable dog out to go explore Osage Park. And Kristen Switzer, the campaign director for Best Friends Animal Society, like Pet Resource Center, she was... She was like, yeah, let's let's take a dog out. So I got connected with her. And as we're we're just like having this great conversation and going out for this story about Osage Park, she's telling me about the Pet Resource Center. Oh, wow. At the time, it was, I think they just broke ground. Like they had their, the shovel and breaking sure. ground ceremony. And she was like, yeah, but we're, we really want it to have some sort of cafe or coffee shop. We just aren't happy with what we've been like given at the moment of like proposals, we're still taking some for the next couple of months. And um, I kind of, I was like, well, I might know someone. Jose Miguel had um, two really successful coffee shops in Puerto Rico before he sold them off. I was like, I'll talk to him. Still kind of not throwing my hat in there. I was just like, I know someone. I can connect you in a true producer way. And um, not long after, right, we, we put our proposal in. We're like, I think we can actually make this work. And I really believe that could only happen in Bentonville. That initial connection of like working as on a on a storytelling platform. It truly was was me reaching out to Dana, to Kristen, to best friends. It's like these little little, just hey, just curious if I could you know be involved somehow. This is my my prerequisites. I would love to talk. Something about this area people really lend their time. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that that could only really happen here. And so Third Space Coffee is a tr- is the manifestation of like all of that, you know, the culmination of all those connections and things. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Um, you're right though. I mean, the, you know, people talk about, you've got to make connections with people and meet mm-hmm. people to get to do stuff and yeah. maybe it'll open up doors of opportunity for you. But here, it's a shortcut to opportunity. Oh my gosh. You meet somebody and they get a sense for what it is that you want to be part of. And they immediately grab you and pull you in and yeah. say, let's do it. And there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of gatekeeping. There's not a lot of folks going, ah, I don't know. I just met this person. Everybody yeah. just on faith jumps in and really wants to help each other and build mm-hmm. and grow. And I think that's just the nature of our community and why it's grown the way it has. I agree. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Well, you know, creating a coffee shop from the ground up surely has been created some challenges. Yes. Um, and uh, I'd love to hear some of the challenges that you faced and how you've addressed them. And maybe you can offer the audience some advice. Um, you know, if you can give them some advice on tackling new and perhaps unknown challenges. Yes, I can definitely do that. Uh, how long do you have? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> we, we 
have had the opportunity, as I said, it's, I do think it is a privilege to to listen to the community. It's also one of the hardest things I've mm-hmm. I've ever had to do, to do, which is is be vulnerable enough to open a business when I knew like the aesthetic of it was not where I wanted it to be when we opened. We so we got our certificate of occupancy seven days before we had our grand opening. Oh, wow. And the grand opening was with best friends. It was huge. So they're, they are a, a U.S.-based national nonprofit. And their New York office, office brought in event planners and coordinators. And so they had this huge like four-day grand opening. So mm-hmm. really, we had three days to get ready, to train new staff members, to let people like to have all of our equipment ready and necessary items. and the walls were just kind of blank in there for me. I was like, oh my gosh, we don't have a merch cart. We don't even have any type of merch except for our shirts that we had. Um, Just little things that I didn't feel like other than the menu was really the only thing that was ready. It truly was, but that's just how it goes. And so we were vulnerable enough to be like, okay, we know we have a quality product. The rest will happen. And I say that as nonchalantly as possible because it was like 80 hour weeks where I was just trying to figure out, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Um, but I think the hardest part of that was just listening to a lot of feedback where it's like the, you should, when Uh I hear you should, and it elicits this like response in my whole body. That's like, oh my gosh, you don't know, you don't know the half of it. I've already thought of that. But I think being humble enough to just realize, okay, people, most people are coming from a place of, of help and Mm -hmm. respect. And so being okay with kind of putting ourselves out there and people expecting, you know, that we have, we've mentioned, we have incredible coffee shops here, like aesthetically pleasing, great atmosphere. And so when people go to a new coffee shop, they're expecting them to already have that. That's right. And I'm like, okay, but the places that you see now had 15 years to get to where they are. Was it the same just, you know, when they started like 20 years ago, you know, it's, it's being allowed to be a new business here and grow with it. And I think rem- I'm not the best at this, but my my husband, Don, is great at this. And as a business partner, he is always like, remember how far we've come in this amount of time. Like, think about what we're doing. So the next, what we've done in nine months, imagine what we can do in two years. And we just keep on kind of saying how cool it is to enjoy the journey. And so for people who are are starting and they're like, oh gosh, I don't want to start until everything's perfect. Oh yeah. I think that needs to just go out the window. You start when you start. And then as it gets, it gets perfect or close to it as the days go on, right? It gets better and better. And it's really cool to be able to to see it. Um, but I think even little things from when you own a business, you're the bookkeeper, you're, you know, fixing things. The amount of times I have like brought out my like drill or tried to get, you know, like plumbing done and figured it out, trying to figure out the espresso machine. We had, um, we had a few things, uh, get damaged in our first one. Like we had water damage happen the first two months of being in business that damaged our grinder. So we couldn't have espresso-based drinks, but we had another piece of equipment that could do batched espresso. And so just being adaptable and flexible. And I think communicating to to customers was a really huge thing for us too. Like we just, especially social media and any way that we do, it's very personal, personable really. And we just want to have that connection. Um, you know, we, we don't really try to curate too much. We just, we want it to feel like a friend. And so third space itself is, has been that, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tough, 
thing to open a business. And I have so much respect for anyone who does it. Yeah, it is so hard opening a business. I, I love the part where you just effectively said, just start. Just start. And yeah. I like to tell new business owners or people creating a new product or whatever that if the if where you start doesn't embarrass you a little bit, you went too far. Yes. You went way too that. far. You're, you're way past the point of where you should have started. Um, That's great advice. As we start wrapping up, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of, I think I'll ask you a couple of whimsical questions to get into your head, learn a little bit more about how you think. Sure. And the first one I have for you is imagine you're creating a documentary. Mm. You're producing a documentary about the secret life of coffee. Um, what's the plot twist? So in my mind, um, this is going to, the documentary is going to be more of a like stop motion style. Okay. And uh, we would have the coffee beans all trying to like get people, they're trying to tell their story. Um, but all people want to hear is how much caffeine is in it. <laughs> so it's like, oh no, 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 we just, we drink it. Cause it's all the caffeine and all the coffee beans are like, no, we actually want to connect people. Like we have a story oh. too. And so the entire time it could be kind of like a children's documentary, but it would be like what we see on the surface is not the whole story. And it's like, okay, caffeine. Yes. But also what else could it be? So something cheesy like that. You should make it happen. If yeah. anything, you can make that into a children's book. I think that would be a really neat yeah. children's book. Cool. Um, the other one I have for you is if Third Space Coffee had a, a, a secret menu and it was inspired by myths and legends, uh, what would one item be on it and what would its backstory be? Oh, I love that. Um, I think we could call it the Dancing Goat Buna. Buna is coffee in Amharic, um, which is spoken in Ethiopia. And Ethiopia is commonly referred to as the birthplace of coffee. There's some distinction with Yemen and Ethiopia, um, but the the folklore of it, the background goes that a farmer in Ethiopia was tending to his goats and realized that they were kind of like coming back almost a little buzzed in a way. They had the eyes and stuff. They were like jittery and dancing. He saw them dancing. And he was like, what are they doing? So then he followed them the next day and noticed them eating the leaves off of the the coffee trees. Um, They were growing in in trees, the wild coffee forest in Ethiopia, but also uh, could be on um, plants too. But so he notices that the next day he harvests some of the leaves and makes a tea. And then he's like, hmm, okay, the leaves are pretty good, but I wonder what these fruit are like. And so he's just eating the fruits, um, coffee being a fruit with the cherry. outside and then that like inside where we we have a full preparation now for how to roast and and, and use it but I think it was it, it's kind of interesting how that started um and it would be fun to pay homage to that I like it yeah I like it there's another one yeah I you think I might use that start producing <laughs> yeah <laughs> only have a couple of questions left for Great. left for you Brooke yeah uh, the first one is if somebody wants to reach you or learn more about third space coffee how do they do it? Definitely. Well, like I said at the very beginning, I am very accessible. Um, if you come into Third Space Coffee, I am there most days. Um, but also you can follow us on Instagram. We're at thirdspace.coffee. And um, we're ve- I'm the one who manages our social media. And so very responsive there. You can call us. Um, I have not memorized our business number, so I cannot give that to you right G-O-O-G-L-E. now. G-O-O-G-L-E. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and yes, using Google, figuring out where we are, um, super helpful. And um, also on Facebook as well. 
or if you go to www.thirdspacecoffee.co, um, that's our website. It'll give you some more information. And then personally, if you want to follow me, my Instagram is at Beyond with Brooke. Um, I think life is better beyond. So that's why that is is my handle. But yeah. Excellent. Okay. Last question. Brooke. Yes. What's something I should have asked you that I did not ask? Ooh. Well, you did a really great job. Um, I think maybe you could have asked if I if I'm a mountain biker, which I would tell you, you I'm I'm not really. I would love to be. I like gravel riding a lot. Um, but I'm a trail runner who loves using the trails. And so yes. anyone who ever wants to come and run, um, we also do have that leads into we do have um a first Sunday and third Sunday at Third Space Coffee. We have what's called Sunday 70. And so it's for those who want to do, if you want to do a long run or you want to do 70 minutes of walking, whatever it is, movement of some kind, you can meet new people and be kind of a different community that's not necessarily biking focused, but more on movement and running. Um, And we meet at Third Space at 7 on Sundays at 70. (laughs) I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, come Um, see us. You know, I have a mountain bike. Um, My mountain mountain bike is beautiful. My riding is not. (laughs) (laughs) I get Uh, that. There was a day when I used to run a lot. I think I'm more of a walker now. Uh, my knees don't yeah. run. <laughs> Anything so. to get outside is is great. And we have so many of the beautiful trails here. So as long as you're using them. Excellent. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Brooke, thanks. Uh, you know, your insights, I think, really brilliantly illustrate what Bentonville is all about. It, it really, the... The innovative spirit, the dynamic growth of Bentonville happens because of people like you. There, there are so many people just driving this place forward. Um, and I love the amount of intention behind everything that you're doing. Thanks. Uh, it's, it's so cool. Um, if, you know, the audience hasn't checked out Third Space Coffee yet, go do it. Adopt a dog or cat. <laughs> at uh, best friends while you're there or go pet one. Yeah, uh, but love that. Yeah, thank you so much, Brooke. Thank Thanks you. for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, thank you to our audience. Uh, appreciate your, uh, this loyal audience. And thank you for tuning in and sharing your time with us. You know, Brooke's story is one of many that highlight the remarkable individuals, businesses, and other organizations shaping the greater Bentonville area. And I invite you to spread the word about today's episode with your peers and your loved ones. So whether you're watching this episode on BentonvilleBeacon.com or on YouTube, or you're enjoying it on your favorite podcast platform, don't forget to hit subscribe to stay up to, da- up to date with the latest episodes and continue this journey with us uh, in meeting the entrepreneurs and business executives and community leaders who are driving Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas forward. Experience the richness of our community where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Until we meet again, take care and we'll see you next time on the Bentonville Beacon Podcast.